Welcome to Thrive in Uncertain Times, the podcast that offers practical tips and strategies for rejecting stress, strengthening faith, and maintaining a positive mindset during times of uncertainty. I'm Ayori Selassie, creator of Life Model Design, and I'm here to help you navigate uncertain times with the power of faith, good old-fashioned work, and rest. In this first episode, I want to share some of my personal story and background and talk about why I even started this podcast. Originally, I began thriving on certain times in 2020, right around the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. But as the pandemic went on, I found I needed to drop the project and focus on my health and the health of my family. At the time, I imagined that Thrive in Uncertain Times as a concept had a short shelf life. But three years later, people are struggling even more than they were during the pandemic. Our nation looks to be on the brink of war with China or Russia. Our economy is in the trash can. There's blood in the water if you work in the tech industry, like myself. We're seeing layoffs left and right of extremely talented people. And the evolution of AI is disrupting jobs across all industries, leading to the loss of many more jobs. In the words of the great Charlie Brown, good grief, it's hard in these streets for a lot of people, and I am not immune. I grew up poor in Oakland, California, but... My mother taught me that money is not valuable in itself, but it's made valuable by people who are valuable. So even though I grew up in poverty, I learned how to code when I was 11 years old and I homeschooled myself and worked with my brother on his tech startup. I worked at the shop with my brother while I went to community college, worked in the computer lab at school, tutored students and helped my mom pay the bills. When Bush's war era began, I got laid off from my job at school. But my mentors there, they looked after me and shared jobs they knew about with me. And I landed a job at a venture back startup. So the recession was raging on and I watched dear colleagues of mine get laid off during the dot-com crash. The next recession I experienced was during the Obama administration, and I was a mother of a beautiful little girl and working at Salesforce. But this recession was driven by the housing market crash, and all the banks were going crazy. Um, so many of us in tech were mostly safe at, the, at that time, but that wasn't the case for people that were very near and dear to me. So as I wade in the water of the current recession, I do so as a mom of two now, a person who shares responsibility to support my aging parents, a homeowner, a business owner, an investor, and an employee in a tech company that's also recently done layoffs. As 
As I went to work to make changes in my lifestyle to accommodate these difficult times, I sought out places where these discussions were being had, and I felt there was space for the voice God gave me. So I resurrected this old pandemic podcast concept and started recording again, this time with the goal of simplifying the content and format and making this a fun experience for listeners and myself. Now let's dive into the topic of this episode. Money, 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 money. That's right, finances. This is a topic that comes up constantly, whether people are struggling with their finances or doing well. Folks are out here trying to figure out how do I gain stability in my finances? How do I maintain and grow my wealth? How do I stop being broke all the time, robbing Peter to pay Paul, when I really don't like any of those those fools? Or maybe it's just, how do I build generational wealth? We out here and we gotta do all these things through these uncertain times. And while the questions we ask about wealth may vary from person to person, we are not all that different from one another. In this episode, I will share some life model design concepts that I developed for myself, which can also help you survive and thrive through these uncertain times. Number one, define yourself and root your identity in your values and who you truly are. The first thing that helped me thrive through recession after recession is not linking my identity to anything that wasn't innately myself. Money, cars, shoes, clothes, where I live, how I live, none of that has ever defined me. But if you listen to what marketers say, to what commercials on TV or influencers on the internet or music, movies, or even people around you, whether it's trusted family, you will find yourself making decisions in favor of things that you don't truly value. You cannot thrive when you are living by someone else's values. You must identify, discover, and deepen your own personal sense of value. Your values become the wisdom that you live by. In my book, Design Your Life, Maximize Your Potential, I describe values as things that matter deeply to us and guide our behavior. Ultimately, how we acquire, manage, and use money says a lot about our values. I don't think anyone can thrive without knowing clearly what their values are and aligning their behaviors with those values. For example, one of my core values is generosity. I believe that generosity is a way of life, and I strive to live it every day. By identifying and living out my values, I am able to root my identity in who I truly am and not in external things. Number two, seek to understand in detail the type of financial problem you are having. 
One of the scariest things about deeply examining our financial status and behaviors is uncovering the uncomfortable truths and evidence that we are not doing well. It can feel overwhelming to see it all up close, but seeing it up close and understanding it is the first true step to setting intelligent goals for where you want to end up. To start, write down the money that's coming in and write down the money that's going out. And if your outgo exceeds your income, then Lucy, you got some explaining to do. And you gotta make some tough choices. You may have some serious grieving to do during the process of understanding the degree and nature of your financial trouble. You may need a shoulder to cry on. You may need to phone a crisis hotline, but whatever you do, you must not bury your head in the sand anymore. Number three, maximize your available resources and find more support systems. Sometimes wanting wanting what we don't have leads us to undervalue and underutilize what we do have. That's why it's so important to identify what support you have in your corner and make a plan to maximize whatever you do have. It could be that you have access to take classes at work or at community college to start reskilling, or maybe there's a client who is difficult to work with, but if you take on the client, it'll give you some much needed financial relief. Whatever it is, you have to make a plan and maximize those resources. Once you have a plan to maximize what you have, you can also seek and add new support systems. For example, food banks, community centers, nonprofit organizations that offer assistance with food or clothing and other necessities, You know, even exploring new networking opportunities. Maximizing resources turns you into a resource magnet and automatically attracts more and better support. My favorite support system when it comes to financial health is having an emergency fund that you don't touch unless it's a life and death situation. You can also have a person who knows your goals and who you can talk to when you want to make a new decision that will affect your goal. This is a common one. If you need new skills to make more money, or if you need relationships in the industry or area of work that you want to go into, these are support systems you need to go out and acquire. You will need to avoid BSing yourself and staying in old behavior patterns. You have to break old habits, break generational curses, and break through the breakdown. You need to take bold and courageous action, including some smart risks. The last thing I will mention on support systems is what I believe is the most important, faith. Power and strength and brute force 
don't overcome anxiety. Our heart is what beats in our chest, carrying blood and oxygen into our lungs. And the strength of our heart, that rhythmic beating day in and day out comes from God. Just like when we act courageously in the face of anxiety with faith. The truth that I believe is that the biggest solutions to our problems are not logical. They are faith-driven. Having faith doesn't mean being foolhardy or ignoring the practical steps needed to improve your financial situation. Instead, faith is about listening deeply to God's voice inside you and choosing the purpose he's written on your soul. Prayer is a powerful support system for cultivating the connection with God, opening your heart to God, and opening yourself to receive clarity and guidance during difficult times from God. And having faith that God and all his angels that walk among us and influence the people around us will work in your favor. Number four, take action and track your progress. Now that you have defined your values, identified your financial problems, and maximized your support systems, it's time to take action. You need to set SMART goals and create a plan to achieve them. This could include creating a budget, paying off debt, saving to take a class, saving for retirement, or investing in stocks, or real estate, or private equities. It's important to track your progress and make adjustments along the way. This means checking in with yourself regularly, reviewing your budget and spending habits, and making changes as needed. For example, if your goal is to pay off your credit card debt, you may need to adjust your spending habits and find ways to increase your income. You could start by creating a budget and cutting unnecessary expenses, such as eating out or subscribing to non-critical services. I just canceled a bunch of my subscriptions and I wish I'd done it sooner. You could also look for ways to earn extra income, such as starting a side hustle or freelance work, self-preneur style. By tracking your progress and making adjustments as needed, you can stay on track and achieve your financial goals. Number five, counter money trauma with self-care. Money is one of those things where when the pressure is on, it can feel really intense. And what I mean is how we think when we're under financial pressure is completely different from the way we think when we've got some good runway and our money's long. What I'm talking about here is the effect that money trauma has on our brain. It's really easy to make bad decisions when we're experiencing money trauma because the trauma makes it hard for us to think clearly. 
It clouds our thinking and it can cause us to be fearful and shrink down, digging us deeper into more financial trauma. That's why it's so important to practice self-care and patience during uncertain times, especially when it comes to finances. Financial stress can take a serious toll on our mental and physical bodies, so it's so important to take good care of yourself. Some examples for taking care of yourself could include things like prayer, getting enough sleep, eating a nutritious diet, fasting, exercising, practicing mindfulness or meditation, and seeking professional help if needed. It's also important to take time for yourself, whether that means spending time with loved ones or pursuing hobbies or simply relaxing. At the beginning of the year, I gave everyone in my household a blank card and an envelope and encouraged them to write their vision for the year on it. I drew a doodle on mine because drawing is something that makes me feel inspired and connected to God. It's one of the ways that I take care of myself. By practicing self-care, you can reject stress and anxiety, or at least reduce it and improve your overall well-being, which will in turn help you thrive during uncertain times. So that's my non-Susie Orman advice for dealing with these strange, uncertain times and these financial headwinds that we're experiencing with this economic non-recession, recession, non-recession, who knows, whatever it is, inflation, all of that. Number one, define yourself and root your identity in your values and who you truly are. Number two, seek to understand in detail the type of financial problem you are having. Number three, maximize your available resources and find more support systems. Number four, take action and track your progress. And number five, counter money trauma with self-care. This podcast is for anyone who is struggling to thrive in the face of uncertainty. Maybe you're dealing with financial challenges, social isolation, or personal crisis. Whatever you're going through, I'm here to offer a voice of support and guidance for achieving personal growth during these difficult times. If you're listening, consider yourself part of the Thrive in Uncertain Times community. The values of the community are simple. Look after others as you would look after yourself and look after yourself as you would after others. Make difficult choices and work in proportion to those choices. And finally, rest, rest, rest. And that's it for for the first episode of Thrive in Uncertain Times. I hope you found these concepts helpful and remember, You're not alone. We're all in these uncertain times together. So join me next time for more tips and strategies to thrive in uncertain times. Thanks for listening.